So we are on. Thank you so much for coming. It, it's been, it was kind of a surprise. My brother texted me, hey, do you want to have Miss Idaho on the podcast? <laughs> well, absolutely. So got in, looked at your past a little bit, but not too much because we like to just talk and learn who you are and what we can learn from you. Oh, I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. I love podcasts. I think it's a great way for people to feel engaged in what's happening in the world, but learn something at the same time. So yeah, really a great thing. I agree. The long form, we can talk. There's, it's not an interview. We're just going to chat. Perfect. It's awesome. So we're joined by the lovely Kira Martin today. <laughs> Yes. I'm like, oh, you have Miss Idaho on? Like, I need to be a part of this. <laughs> You're so awesome. Yeah. So, and it was funny, Tyler purposely did not research too much about you because he was like, I want it to be a surprise. Like, I want it to be very genuine conversation right. and hear like kind of how you got to where you are today. That's perfect. And so same for you guys. Do you guys, obviously you, you have the gym, uh-huh. which we're probably going to get into and all these different things, but what do you do when you're not here? at podcasts or the gym like what that's a great question we do we do a lot um not that everything that we do is business oriented but what does our day look like we usually wake up get kids off to school work out we get to work out together most mornings so that's kind of fun um owning a crossfit gym has its perks we get to go and be coached in the morning together and and then we have a couple other businesses Tyler's um, a pilot and so he gets to fly around all the time and that's really fun Um, we own like a a fourplex in Rigby that we kind of manage and run and we um, and then we have like I do some stuff with my family um, and my siblings and and then Tyler's like our consultant <laughs> with that. But we do the Ice Palace in Rigby mm. and then um, LaBelle Lake Wedding Venue. And um, and then, yeah, we've got the, the Rock Gym, the Yoga Loft, T-Town CrossFit. And, I oh, do some and, yeah. cryptocurrency trading. Um, I do the podcast and I love jujitsu. I have to always really? plug jujitsu. Like if you do CrossFit, you have to tell everyone you do CrossFit. If you do jujitsu, you have to tell everyone. You, and if you're a pilot, you have to tell everyone that you're a pilot. So <laughs> I just start with that. I'm like, hey, I'm Tyler. I'm a pilot. I own a CrossFit gym and I do jujitsu. <laughs> the perfect introduction. Yeah, yeah. So the better question is really what you guys don't do because you own it all. You do it all all the time. We're tra- I feel like we're just constantly trying to figure out life. Yeah. So it's good. And part of that is just by relationships with people and meeting people and hearing their story and like and realizing too like how can we add value to the world you know what can we do that makes a difference and um that's mostly the direction that we're headed right now everything that we do it's how can we increase value and do the most good so there's a few things in the works for our future um along the lines of a coaching company doing like business and life coaching so we haven't started it yet we're working on a name right now (laughs) um but that's something that we'll do together so that would be awesome. And the fact you get to do it together, so many things. Because I feel like a lot of times in the business world, we are here and here, and we don't ever come together a lot of times. So I like that. Yeah. Amazing for you guys. Yeah. So I want to hear about you. You're pretty young. I don't know. How old How old are you? 23. 23. Okay. You don't look a day past 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So how did you get started in like running for Miss Idaho? Like, I mean, how young did you start in all of this? 
It's a good question. And honestly, I get that all the time. And I think the more shocking is my answer, which is it was my first time. That's yeah. awesome. So for a lot of people, I mean, it's obviously very different. Each person's journey. The Misato prior to myself, she it was her fifth time when she won. And everybody has such a different journey. Mm-hmm. And each journey is beautiful and different in its own way. So for me, I have you heard of Distinguished Young Woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did that my junior year of high school. My my mom was involved with it. My sisters both did it. And so it was just kind of something I fell in. I fell in the way, was like, yep, I'm going to do this. And I loved it. I won my county, had a great time at state, was really successful at state. And I got to the end of it and I was going to put the medal on the next person. And I just felt like I was not done. And I kind of had it in the back of my mind that I was wanted to do Miss Idaho, but it was just one of those things where I was like, uh, maybe sometime in the future. I am a huge basketball player. I actually went on to play college basketball. Oh, cool. So for me, I just it didn't seem that it would be in my plan at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of there. I my journey. I left. I graduated from high school. Went to Snow College. Played basketball. Had the time of my life. Loved it. COVID hit. I actually served a church mission. 18 months and then when I got back played basketball again finished in May and kind of so it was actually the beginning of this year I was playing basketball we kind of wrapped up it was March of this year and I was like you know I want to do Miss Idaho like it it came full circle was coming back and so I reached out to uh, just the board and just said you know I've been down in Utah is it a possibility for me to do this and they said well of course so I jumped on. I had three months to prepare about a lot of the things I carried over from Distinguished Young Woman years prior. And then it was orientation in May, two months later, and then Miss Idaho in June. <laughs> and it was just a wild ride. I called it a full-on sprint from the time I knew I was doing it till the end. It was every day, like eight hours, making sure you had everything right in line. Yeah. And then June 17th hit, I was crowned, and it's been a wild ride ever since. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. Well, thank you. That it's is really fast. Cool. That's so cool. Well, it's cool, too, because you, you kind of were in tune with what you needed to do. Like, you, going full circle and it's coming back and like, I think I need to do this, you know? And then, then just, like, having that feeling and then acting on it. So it's many true. people, they get the feeling, but then they let their mind or fear, you know, talk themselves out of it. So that's cool. That's a skill that you can carry on in your life for years to come no I it was it definitely was one of those like am I actually going to do this in three months there's no way I'm going to be ready but when you when you put your mind to it Mm -hmm. it's like what you guys know in the gym if if people are dedicated or willing to do something they'll do it that's the that's the like very interesting thing about humans is people always say like oh if you set your mind to it like you can do it you have to be all in and if you are you can so okay so moving along with that you um when we were coming up here you guys briefly mentioned kind of your platform like what I get I don't know too much about how all this works but I guess everybody has kind of like a platform kind of like a, a mission is that like something that you want to help spread value to the world you want to tell us a little bit about that yes so when when competing for Miss Idaho, you compete in five categories. So the first one is interview, which is worth 30% of your overall score. And then you have um, an onstage question where they ask you about your platform, talent, fitness, and evening gowns. So that's the portions. But really the judges are 
wanting to know what you're going to promote if crowned Miss Idaho. Like, what are you taking to Miss America that you are going to stand for and represent? And for me, I wanted it to be something, A, that I had a little, little bit of background in and be something I was really passionate about. And for me, that was a lot of things. And I was like, well, I want to do something that like I'm, I'm pretty credible in. And having been played college basketball and being a college athlete, I, I understood the gym. I understood movement and working out. And I think that's kind of what fueled motivated to move. So that was the that's the slogan that I've captured as my as my community service initiative or my platform. Mm -hmm. And so my whole goal is to help people move. And I because I love what you guys are doing about like your brother losing weight or different things like that. To me, that's really important. And that's the end goal. But for so many people, they just have a hard time moving because we live in this sedentary world where all we do is sit. We sit driving to work. We sit in our car on the way there. We sit when we get to work. We relax when we come home and we sit on the couch. And it's just this lifestyle that we've created that did not exist 100 years ago. And I don't think we've really been able to see the effect that that's going to have on us because we're not far enough we're not we're not distant from it yeah. right now so to me that's, that's just the beginning phases of where i'm at is just trying to help people move in whatever way they can mm -hmm. that's awesome sitting is the new smoking so, <laughs> that's, yeah. Right. Yeah. that's right that's well, right how do you guys do it how do you because obviously you guys are farther you're past the movement you're trying to help people achieve goals lose weight mm -hmm. live a healthier lifestyle how do you what have you guys found is the most effective if I'm coaching somebody individually, so not so much CrossFit or, you know, rock climbing, but I, I do a lot of individual coaching with people. I require them to walk 10 minutes, three times a day. Like, and they're like, wait, you're nutrition coaching me. I'm like, yeah. And if you're not walking three 10 minute walks a day, it's not as effective as it, as it can be if you're making that movement happen. So, you know, it increases heart rate a little bit. It helps cardiovascularly, but more than anything helps metabolically. So it's just going to help them digest their food better. They're going to have better uh, blood sugar control, better insulin control. And that's, I mean, you're kind of forcing someone. You're like, hey, if you're going to pay me to nutrition coach you, you have to walk <laughs> three times a day. Uh, but that's probably the number one thing to help yeah. people is just, hey, walk. You know, truly park further out from the Walmart parking lot, park in the end. You know, we try to find the closest parking spot. We, we waste time doing that when we could just be walking, take the stairs. It's things that we've heard. They were like, that, that, that can't help that much. Right. Just taking the stairs. Does that really help? Yes, it, it does. And it starts to accumulate over time to where, Hey, I can walk a mile now. Well, if I can walk a mile, can I jog a half a mile? Oh, I guess I can jog a half a mile. This is incredible. These are things that are very simple, but because of like what you said, we're just so sedentary that a lot of the general population can't go run a mile. Right. But that's very important to be able to go run a mile. Absolutely. And not even just for physical health, but I think mental health too. Just getting out and walking three times a day or getting outside, feeling the sun. Um, so much of that is is important. And I like how your little slogan is motivated to move. It's because that's, that's the whole thing is you have to be motivated. <laughs> You're not going right. to do it unless there's some sort of motivation. So, and everybody's so different. So like what, yeah, what motivates each individual person to move and yeah, it's cool. Well, sometimes motivation can wane. I mean, we can have peaks and valleys of motivation. So also discipline, like yes, motivated to move, but right. disciplined to move. I love that discipline to move. So with that, what have you guys found? Because obviously when people hit a point where it's like, 
I cannot have this lifestyle anymore. I feel that motivation obviously increases. That's when you're talking, you're at one of those peaks. Mm -hmm. But you guys have seen it all the time. You drop to a valley after a week or two weeks, your motivation starts to die off. How do you keep people motivated through time after? Because initial motivation, A, that's hard. But once they have it, they'll go for a little bit and then they start to die off. How do you always keep them on the rise? So I was a paramedic for many, many years, and there's a minimum effective dose of medication. So, you know, you might be able to take a little fraction of a medication. You're not going to feel it or it's not going to help you. There's the minimum effective dose. People need to learn the minimum effective movement for themselves Mm -hmm. and then do it no matter what. So maybe that's one 10 minute walk a day. Maybe that's one five minute walk a day. But you have to learn the habits because motivation will go away. It doesn't matter if you are Michael Phelps. There's days you do not want to get in the water. Um, and and in, in your regard, what you're doing, there's maybe days that you're like, I am so tired. I am so burnt <laughs> out. But you're disciplined. And that discipline has brought you where you are. So it's finding what's that minimum. And then I'm not going to let myself not do it. So good. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. We had completely different answers. Like I, I in my head, I was, his was a lot better because mine's still a little bit, um, I don't think it's as deep as it needs to be, but, but community, like if you have, um, a supportive community around you, that will help you to continue. Um, and it's interesting owning a CrossFit gym, there's people that, we, we have a, a location where we're right along the highway. So there's people that will drive past it every single day. And then they look at it and then they're just like, oh, but I'm too scared to start. I'm too scared to start. Or, you know, but then they can, we've had a few people that are like, but I was fed up enough with my life. I was ready for a change. I walked in the door. And what's cool about CrossFit is you, you kind of get enveloped in this community. <laughs> These people that are like, oh, hey, welcome and come join us in this. Like, you know, we work out together. You suffer together a little bit. But then you can also um, help each other to maintain some motivation of, you know, you have a kind of a, a group of cheerleaders there for you. Like, wow, you're doing so great. And what? You lost 10 pounds? Oh, my goodness. That's so cool. And um, we have a, an in-body. It's a, just a machine that helps measure your body fat and your muscle and everything so you you stand on it and then it tells you um just like the metrics of your your body and it's kind of cool when someone starts crossfit we encourage them like hey you get one free a month go go stand on it and it'll tell you where you're at um and then after a month or so you can get on it again and sometimes you'll be the same weight but your muscle mass went way up, way up and your body fat went way down. And so your body starts to change. And um, so I think measuring it along the way is kind of cool. So you can really celebrate those wins. <laughs> um, and then your minimum effective dose probably will start to raise over time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like I started with, I, I wake <clears throat> up, I drink some water and I walk. Like, that's great. I'm consistent. I'm going to do that. I'm ready for the next thing. And then you kind of just move up slowly. Slowly is good. (laughs) And something that I was just thinking where you're going with motivated to move, I think it's, I mean, I'm not telling you what platform you should go on, but, um, letting people know that like so much is beautiful. So right now we live in a world where you see a magazine and it maybe is the very skinny person that's been Photoshopped and they're scared. Like ladies are scared of getting muscle, but like muscle is beautiful. And muscle is, and so is skinny. Like it's, it's all beautiful, but where we're going to be the most healthy is having muscle mass 
because that's going to drive our metabolism. So if someone wants to lose weight, best thing they can do is lift weights. Doesn't mean they're going to get all bulky. And you know, I've heard it so much like, oh, she looks manly. I'm like, stop talking. That's super <laughs> rich. Don't say that. She's beautiful. Like muscle is beautiful. And if we want to be healthy over a long period of time, we need to embrace that it's okay to lift weights. It's okay to be muscular. I, I they work that. really hard for that too. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. so true. Yeah. And I like what you guys are talking about, like celebrating wins and, you know, appreciating the best that you can be. And for some people, I understand that looks super different due to genetics or whatever it may be. I understand like obviously everyone's going to look different. Mm -hmm. yeah. If we all went to the gym and lifted, all of us would still probably look different. We're not all going to like look the exact same and just accepting what you're saying and uh, like appreciating your own beauty. Huge in today's world too. I yeah. love that. Do I you agree. see that? Do you have, do you ever hear that when you're talking about motivated to move? Just people worried about even looking different than they look now or, you know, I feel like the main <clears throat> thing I I've found is getting started kind of going back to what we were talking about before, some people are just, they don't want to do it. It's just, it's not convenient for them. They're a working mom. They're a truck driver. They're someone where they feel that it's not even in their realm of where they're at right now in their life. So I think that initial motivation of getting started, which is where I'm interested in you guys' thoughts of there's, okay, there's lots of different age groups. You have your youth right now that are huge into video games, TV, screens in general. Mm -hmm. Okay, so getting them off screens or finding ways to keep them moving. Okay, then you move into like young moms, dads, everybody in that age group, 20 to 30, 20 to 40, whatever that age group is. And they're running around chasing kids or doing all sorts of stuff that they're like, I just don't even have the time. Then you move up to like 40 to 60. So like not quite retired, but getting older. And they're just like not really feeling it. And once you get 60 plus, I feel like they're just like, I've lived my life. Like yeah. I'm just going to go vacation. So I feel like everyone's in a really different state right now. And so I'm interested in what you think. How do you get people started when they don't feel like it's important, when they feel like they don't want to do it, when they feel like it's not convenient, when they feel like, they're just hurting. They're, they hurt and they don't yeah. want to move. I think we might have different answers for this one too. I'm curious. Sweet. Just tackle them separate really quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So as far as kids, it has to be fun. So if we tell our kids, you're going to go to CrossFit today, they're like, but I don't want to go to CrossFit. Okay. Well then how is CrossFit fun? CrossFit kids, gymnastics, jujitsu, something that's fun. And it's teaching from a young age that movement is fun. So, okay, you're playing Roblox. That's okay in short bursts. But what's really fun is learning how to move your body. And, you know, maybe it's jujitsu. Maybe it's learning chokes and arm bars and discipline or gymnastics. You can do a back handspring now. It's so cool. Um, then moving into younger, like you talked, young parents, it is knowing that exercise makes you a better parent. So some, I've heard this so much from young moms and, and not even young moms, even older moms that are like, I feel so selfish working out. I'm like, why? You know, we ask why a lot. Well, I'm just away from my kids and sometimes I don't feel like I can clean the house or, you know, have food cooked for when my husband gets home. And I go, how, how are you feeling? Like, how's your mental state? Are you stressed? Like, how is your emotional state? I'm stressed. I'm emotional. I'm not feeling great. 
that hour a day is going to make you such a better mom. It's going to make you such a better wife. Not that you have to be a good wife all the time and a good mother all the time, but you're going to have a better mental state and your husband should work out too, because then he's going to be a better husband. He's going to be a better father moving into more middle-aged. The why might have to be a little bit deeper. I'm now going to start losing muscle. There's nothing I can do about it except for eat more protein and lift weights. And if we look at all the data, muscle loss will happen and it will lead to early death. It's just how it is. So gaining that habit in middle age, imperative, super important. So you don't get type two diabetes and which turns into, you know, eventually into type one, which can be heart disease later on and all these things. And then for the older population that does just hurt and they're retired and they're vacationing even more, you have to hold on to that muscle and you're eventually going to lose enough muscle that you're going to start to fall and you're going to get hurt. Well, the 60 and 70 year olds that we've had in the gym that we're scaling workouts to be perfectly healthy and fun because fun has to go all through life for an older population. You could say the geriatric population, <laughs> although my parents wouldn't like that. Um, they're going to be healthier and have more longevity because of keeping hold of muscle and keeping functionality in their joints. Mm. I just went on way too many ambulance calls as my time on a, as a paramedic where someone had fallen, couldn't get up and I, you know, help them up obviously. And I think what would a strength program have done for you 30 years ago? Yep. We'd be in a very different place today. Mm. That wow. was such a great answer. I like, I only had like one small thought that popped in my head of like, sometimes people, they let, they let it go so long of like, I can, I can sustain, I can sustain. I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> um, until you hit a point where it's like, I'm not okay. And you get desperate enough to start looking outside of what is typically told or I mean even like searching for different medications to help or you know you you look on the surface for so long unless you get desperate enough and you're like this sucks like I'm not where I want to be and that's as crappy of a place that is to get to it's so powerful because if you can hit that spot then all of a sudden you're like you're like I don't know, desperate enough to try anything and to really be like, okay, I'm going to work out. Like I've just met some people that have gotten to that point where they're like, Hey, I am going to work out. I'm determined. I don't want to be that person anymore. And they're ready to change their identity a little bit. You know, it's, it's a scary thing to do. Um, but it's so like, I just want to applaud people that do that. Like it's, it's okay to get to a spot where you're like, I'm not happy with that. Um, rise above it once you rise above it you now will be able to help other people because you've been there and i just um i don't know that one you can't really force onto anybody other than just like giving them the tools that when they're ready they know where to go yeah. um yeah your answer was so good as well that's far nice as, of you she just no, builds me up all the time <laughs> you two are um, great such amazing answers um, we've gotten deep, which I like deep, but I don't want to get too far without, I, I was curious about when you said you had three months to get everything ready. What do you have to get ready? I mean, I'm not 
I'm like, I know there's a ton. I just don't know what it would be. So I'm <laughs> I curious. Love that. I love that. You know, it's, I didn't even know until I was in the process. I just thought, okay, I can pull this off. I ha- already have all of the, what I wore at DYW. Yeah. It still fits me. We'll just go with that. Move forward. The categories exactly the same for oh, the most cool. part. So it was like, okay, no problem. And then you start doing your research and they are two different programs. Both very 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 good for young women to do but just very different and you know I think for me being 17 when I competed at distinguished young woman to now being 23 competing at Miss Idaho it is it's a bigger stage right and to to win Miss Idaho is is a it's bigger because then you go on to Miss America it's a big deal you can say it it's a big deal (laughs) no no I just was like okay I want to do my best and make sure I can perform how I want to so I started to look more because I wore I, you wear black at DYW. You don't usually style is not as important. It is, and it's important that you brand yourself. But you have four points on the crown of Miss Idaho or the Miss America crown, and one of those points is style. So really branding yourself and like showing showcasing what you want to be and what it is you want to stand for is really important. So I ended up changing interview outfits, and then you. Uh, change. We wore short dresses at Distinguishing Women, where you have to wear a long dress. So then you find a new evening gown. Yeah. Um, and then so that's a lot of it. A lot, a lot, a lot of paperwork. So it's two-page resumes and a whole you know essay about motivated to move and making sure that each word is exactly right, making yeah. sure it's in the right order, making sure that this section should be on the first page, not the second page. And there's just you nitpick everything for hours upon hours until you're blue in the face and you're like, I literally can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do for three months. And it's, it's really similar to what you have to do for Miss America because you want everything because you, re- you get eight minutes yeah. of an interview. So at Miss Idaho, we got 10, but at Miss America, we're going to get eight. So showcasing who you are in eight minutes where you're tr- you have all this information, you've done all these events, had all these incredible experiences, and then you have eight minutes, which in theory is going to be 10, 15, 10, 12 questions maybe yeah. that you get in your interview. And that's all that the judges will know about you besides what you have on your resume and your essay. Yeah, And they can go look at your social media pages, but really it's going to come down to that interview. Yeah. So there's there's just, it's a lot of making sure you you can present yourself in a way that you want that's so interesting that's so unique because a podcast for example we could talk for three hours today and then we kind of know you right you have eight minutes eight minutes i'm excited for you this is cool yeah i know so and you don't know what you're gonna get asked so you're like okay you have to be ready for everything in the world but knowing you're only going to get a fraction of those questions and you have to answer them on point Word for word, making sure everything is perfect. Wow. What if they really threw you off and they're like, is the earth round or flat? <laughs> I think I'd just start laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's round. Sorry. No, it's true. You don't know. And yeah. like they can ask whatever they want that's going on in the world. They can ask you something that you've never even thought about. And you're like, oh, yep. Now here's my answer. This is one of my 12 questions at Miss America. Do they give you an idea? I mean, no. do you, so you don't know. Nothing. They could literally pull out current events in Palestine and Israel, or they could talk about World War II. 
Correct. Okay. Yep. And I, I mean, in theory, they're going to want to know about your platform. So I'm going to get something I'm motivated yeah. to move. Not sure what that will look like, whether it'll be social media based. You know, how are you going to use social media yeah. to promote your platform? Or is it going to be like, what are you going to do with this as Miss America? Yeah. How are you going to spread motivated to move to Miss America, hmm. like to all of America? I like want to help you with this. <laughs> I know. Because you could do a, you could do a, like a Monday motivation. Monday's yes. motivated to move. And then you go, I can refer you all to my social media where we have Monday's motivated to move. And I don't so know. good. I don't know. So I'm actually starting that on Monday. Perfect. So you were Are thinking, you yeah, no, awesome. we were starting this. Cool. I was like, okay, I'm going to start that because I was like, I have to have something for everybody that they, that they would like and that I could refer them to. So that's, that's where that cool. started. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, our newsletter goes out to like 9,000 people, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's not a ton. It's not what you can reach on social media, but if you if you want, we can plug it out on there. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. I, you know, I, it's kind of funny because as I've been preparing for Miss America, you start to think about motivated to move and you realize that could be anything. Mm -hmm. It could be health and fitness. It could be how many people have cardiovascular disease. Like it could be literally anything. It could be about eating it could be about movement. Yeah. It could be about athletics. Mental health. <laughs> Mental health. And, you know, I think that's a big one because you'd mentioned that earlier. I feel like there are all these, I think it's it's very well known in society today that mental health is a problem yeah. and that it's, there, that it's, it's racing through America. It's racing through the world. Depression, anxiety, all these things. And we, you know, we refer people and... To, to doctors or say, you know, get medicine, which I think is important. But like, as for cures, we're not there yet. Yeah. But I think movement can be a cure for people, just like you're Absolutely. talking about. And I think, you know, exercising, working out in whatever way they can, that's going to improve their mental health. It just will. Studies have shown. So I, I love that you bring out mental health. M Mondays motivated to move with Miss Idaho. There's like four M's, four M's in there. Oh, that's funny. I love it. We're starting on yeah. Monday. What do we have? Wednesday K. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. That's a good one. And then you can use AI a little bit. You can be like, okay, motivated to move Mondays and I need an outline for the next three months. And it just kicks you in my ideas. We'll talk Perfect. AI in a minute. Oh, man. Um, with... Like, I think cool getting started on Monday too. You, as you go through it and talk to people, ideas will start to spark in your heads, in, the, in your head, not your heads. <laughs> um, the more you talk, the more ideas will come to you and the more comfortable you will be with um, spitting out different, um, you know, like advice or different things. And so I think that, yeah, getting started on that and maybe even doing a few like live videos and, you know, live. all of that is, it's so, un it's so uncomfortable to, um, like put your face in front of a, a camera and just start talking. But like the more you do it, the more it's, uh, yeah, it's really good and ideas will come to you faster. I love that. I think I'll start with a live on Monday Cool. and then maybe just introduce Give some people some ideas for the week and then just continue that until Miss America. Yeah. So Miss America, how, how does this all work? So you competed for Miss Idaho Correct. and you won. Right. Is that an automatic ticket into Miss America? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yep. So each state title holder, so there's 50 plus DC, will be 51 of us that leave for Orlando. We're performing at Walt Disney Theater. Oh, cool. Very, I know. The theme is bringing back the magic, which is okay. fun. Perfect yeah. for perfect for Disney World. And it'll be January 6th to the 14th. And we don't have an exact schedule of where we're going to be each days or the days we are competing. But I imagine we'll compete maybe like the 11th to the 14th, the back end of it, and then just have events and appearances leading up to it. And then when we actually compete, it will be the same categories that I competed in from a side home. Okay. Just things have changed a little, right? Or not really. Like, well, cause you, you, you had said, I, I believe that what you said was distinguished women and Miss Idaho. They were kind of the same categories, but things were different or right. things had changed. A little bit. So Miss America, it started in 1921 as a bathing suit competition back on the East Coast. Yeah. And so that's what it was for years and years. But then they took out the swimsuit portion, which I think all of us uh, like that are in this, uh, what do you call it? In this field appreciate because yeah. as it applies to movement or fitness, some people thought they had to be really thin in order to, to be on stage in a swimming suit. Yeah. And where they've changed it now to fitness, now we wear Rebel Athletic Apparel, cool. which is just the official sponsor for Miss America. And then you're in fitness clothes, and it's more about fitness and health rather than models on stage in a, in a whatever, in a swimming suit. Yeah. So they've changed that. And then um, the main differences between Miss Idaho and Distinguished Young Woman, your onstage question and evening gown are, are broke up into two separate categories where in distinguished young woman they're all the same so self-expression is you walk on stage and answer the question the same that's all just one category talent is the same fitness is a little bit different fitness in miss america is actually modeling whereas distinguished young woman is actually a routine okay to show fitness so um just like a, l a few different minor differences in the categories and how they're scored yeah and what does somebody do as far as modeling I mean, are you doing any type of movement exercise or is it more just kind of showing the body? You know, at Miss Idaho, we did a small routine and we were in with the teens. I don't know. They haven't come out with at Miss America saying what they're going to do exactly for fitness. So we're not really sure what to expect yet. Cool. I just think you should bring a barbell out there and start back, <laughs> start back squatting. You're like, I'm going to show you guys my personal record today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, what a fun journey. It has I, been. It's a really cool way to, I was about to say start off life. I know you've had a lot of life experience, but kind of just start off your adult years, for I guess, sure. is, you know, being in a leadership position, it kind of sets you off for um, doing big things in your life. Yeah. You know, you're a big thinker and a big doer. And that's, yeah, it's exciting. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun. And meeting people like you. Like I, I've been shocked at the number of people that are passionate about fitness once you're in this world mm -hmm. and people that do want to make a change. I partnered with Healthy City USA. They are based out of Pocatello. Have you heard of them? No. So actually, I think you'd be really interested in what they do. So their goal is they're actually broken off from the Portneuf Health Trust. So the Portneuf Medical Center mm -hmm. that's in Pocatello. So they decided that they wanted to make Pocatello the healthiest city in America, which is where Healthy City USA stemmed from. Mm -hmm. So they decided that's what they were going to do. And they were trying to break barriers that they have in their community to make that happen. So they've created the Wellness Complex, which is... They have a lot of land. They have an amphitheater where they'll do, they just did yoga at the port. So I know you That's guys cool. are into yoga. Mm -hmm. So they have activities like that to keep people moving. They've created this complex where there's basketball courts and soccer fields and playgrounds and walking trails and football fields and 
everything you could imagine in this little area so that way whatever you love you can do they even have a pond for kayaking canoeing if you're into that so just keeping people outside and then they do a lot of events and activities to try to make pocatello what it is and along with that they do like health challenges uh hikes and different things and then they've created a menu for if people still want to go out to eat the healthiest options at restaurants that are most popular in pocatello so they've done really a cool. lot, really cool what they've done. And so I partnered with them because they said, you know what? We want this to go to all of Idaho. We want Idaho to now be the healthiest state in all of America. And I love what they're doing. And they've said, you know, the hardest thing about our society is we set up our communities around driving. So we don't walk anywhere, right? You're talking about walking 10 minutes a day. They said, if we could get things closer, walking distance, people in big cities, New York City, wherever, Los Angeles, they'll walk to their job, they'll walk to the train, they get on the train, they go to work. And so they're moving throughout the day. But where we live here, it's largely country, it's a lot of driving, and so thus it's a lot of sitting. And anyways, I, I've loved being at some of their activities and what they're trying to promote because really it's a community-led initiative. That's what they're trying to say, right, is we're doing all these things, but they take it to other communities in Idaho so that way they can implement it too. say, you guys can do what we've done. You can do it in your communities. You can do it right here in Rexburg. You can do it in Soda Springs. You can do it in San Antonio, Texas. And all that it is is a group of people that are willing to make it happen and then they get other people on board. So it's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, that's a lot of times all it takes. Have an I idea. Know. Yeah. Be passionate about it. Share it. Get other people on board and start making a difference. Yeah. So true what you yeah. guys have done. And like, yeah. well, and you, uh, you felt the fear and did it anyways. That's what life should be. Feel the fear, do it anyways. Love that. So tell us about Soda Springs. <laughs> small, a lot smaller than here. Yeah. And it's been fun being from Soda Springs, Caribou County, really small, 3,000 people, and growing up there my whole life. So I was born and raised there. And I, I like I said, 3,000 people, my graduating class was 57. But because it was small, it allowed me to have a lot of opportunities that I would not have had otherwise. Yeah. So I played volleyball and I played basketball and then I ran track. So that was what I did. And then in the summers, my family rodeoed or we, I continued to play like travel basketball. I was, Soda Springs revolves around sports, yeah. which was mm -hmm. awesome. The community was always there supporting you at games and that's just how it was. That's how our community works. And so movement being from Soda Springs, that's also what they're passionate about. People go to the gym. People want to be involved in athletics. And when you have a community like that, it helps you become passionate about it. So I love it. Grew up with horses and cows. Yeah. So I understand that the country farm way of life. Um, it's superior. <laughs> <laughs> in Idaho, it yeah. is. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it is. And I think that's one thing I've learned about being Miss Idaho is all these farmers or just the people in Idaho. People will always say, oh, it's all about the people. But in Idaho, it's so different. Yeah. People here are gritty. They are resilient. They understand what 4 a.m. to 4 a.m. looks like when they work literally 24 hours a day. They're farmers trying to get the potatoes off the field or whatever the case may be. They they're willing to do it. And I don't know that I've met a lot of people like that, but the more people I meet in Idaho, the more people I meet yeah. like that. It's amazing. So your family rodeo, did you rodeo? I did rodeo queened. Cool. <laughs> and barrel race when I was so younger. So you aren't totally new to this. 
I mean, I only have to get myself ready as Miss Idaho, not a horse too. So yeah, that's that part's nice. Um, did you barrel, you barrel raced? I did. Did you do any, like anything else? Breakaway roping or? You know, I've gotten into roping, but not really. No, my family, I <laughs> will go down to rope just down there a couple weeks ago. And I decided I was going to take it up. This was like three weeks ago and I've been down there my whole life. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do it. And so I just would start roping these posts. And then I was like, all right, dad, it's time for me to rope a cow. Yeah. It's time. So he lets one loose and I like I've probably missed like thirty times and then this one day I caught it and now I'm convinced that It's your life calling. I'm gonna become a roper. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like this needs to happen. That's really True. cool. Yeah. So are you guys into rodeo? Do you know rodeo? It seems like you know. Well, I, I grew up watching it. I've never I've never rodeoed myself, but um the coach, uh you heard of Garrett Smith? He's uh, last year he was fourth ranked bull rider in the world. Really? And I just I coach him. Really? So I've Good gotten a little more into rodeo there. That's awesome. I watch a lot of bull riding now just to try to learn their movement and see what he needs the best. But wow. Watch a lot of his videos. So. Good for him. So he's still competing, I assume. Yeah, he had an injury. I mean, that in that mm. sport you get a lot of injuries. So I, I had him on the podcast and I was like, "So what bones have you broken?" And he's like, "What bones have I not?" <laughs> I mean, just so much. It's so crazy. His back's been broken. Mm. His neck's broken. All of his ribs, like both arms, legs, ankles, hips. I mean, just it's insane. So, That's a lot. Yeah. So don't don't bull ride, but <laughs> you you can rope. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He. We just uh, went to his wedding um, in like, Preston, in Preston, Idaho, just a few weeks ago, and got to drive through all these small towns and like and the, it was a Friday night and all the like Friday night football games were going on it made me think about when you said Soda Springs like the community really comes out for um, sports and we totally got that feeling like we could just see all of the, the like this tiny tiny town there's no lights but this football stadium is lit up and there's <laughs> hundreds of people there I'm like that's so cool like, we heard fireworks so I'm sure you know the team scored yeah they're shooting off fireworks it was really cool yeah yeah i love that very nice yeah it's so rodeo it's there's a lot to it it's quite the lifestyle i'm sure you've kind of figured out and he's figured out too but it's fun it's fun being from idaho and you know i just love that the people here and the events here and the opportunities and appearances i've been to you just learn so much about the state and that's the best part is what what is offered here in Idaho. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Idaho has a great history. <laughs> Have you guys been here for a while? Yeah, our whole life. Okay. Yeah. So and both of you. <clears throat> yeah, and both of our parents and our grandparents and then I think our yeah, even our great grandparents were here. So um yeah, we both grew up um around Rigby and um okay. yeah, we love it here. I graduated high school and a lot of my friends were like, "We're out of here. Like, where can we go?" Like, "See you they, later." Yeah, they really? all just and I was like, "I love it here. I, what can I do to stay here?" Like, mm. whatever I need to do. I and anyway, and it was cool to yeah, find someone that was right on board with that and we're like, "Well, let's open up some businesses. Like, you know, we can do that here. We can add value to our communities." Love we that. can yeah. I'm fine leaving as long as it's for two weeks and I know I'm coming back. So. <laughs> yes, we definitely love traveling. That's yeah. uh, been fun. That's awesome. How about your family? How long have you guys been in Idaho? My whole life. Cool. Yep. So I am the second youngest. So I have two older sisters, an older brother, and then a younger brother. And 
all born and raised in Soda Springs. Cool. So, well, born in Pocatello, raised in Soda yeah. Springs. Yeah. The hospital is pretty small there. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so great. born in Pocatello, but yeah, we've I've lived in the same house my whole life. Cool. We have 13 acres there, so we just have we have animals and. You know, I think that's been a really fun thing. As Miss Idaho, when I was crowned back in June, we were rolling into rodeo season. And usually Miss Idaho doesn't, like, go to county fairs or rodeos. It's just, like, it's not something that's really been done before. But that was what I knew. And one of my goals was to make it to all 44 counties in Idaho. Cool. And there are county fairs in, like, every single county. So I said, yeah. this is the perfect opportunity. So I came up here to the Madison County Fair. I judged the mullet contest and the husband <laughs> calling contest, and I have never seen such a thing, but it was Wait, awesome. Wait, what was the second one? The husband calling contest. Husband calling contest. <laughs> what does that mean? So, like, my dad's Ryan, my mom's Tanya, so Tanya would say, Ryan, or something like that, like... And people got so creative. I didn't even know how to judge it. It's like, you, this was all amazing. Like, I can't believe you guys got up here and did that. So I was just Tyler. Awesome. Yes. I don't even know what. This one lady, she, oh, she was so funny. She got up there and she was like pretending like she was pregnant. And then she was like, and she was like, not like fully pregnant. She was just. And she was just, I need this and I need this and buy me this. And like just goes off and we got laughing so hard. She was hilarious. So wow. some of them were funny and just really bold. It was like, wow. So only in Rexburg. Yeah. Welcome to Rexburg. <laughs> well, we didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And then the mullet contest, that was, I don't know if you know that they do that, but oh my People like grow it out for this contest. Like it is a yearly thing. And I think the the guy he won, I can't even remember. It might have been five hundred dollars. What? I'm growing my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> and then if he was willing to cut it, they would give him another five hundred if he would cut it right what? there on the spot. And so we judge it. We pick this winner. He had like curly, this really good mullet. And they're like, okay, here's your $500. Will you cut it right now for $500? And he said, no. Then the guy that was donating the $500 say 600. And he's like, I won't cut it. They get all the way up to $1,000. And he said, no. What? Wow. Would not cut it. Hey, I like his determination. Wow. Like, <laughs> sure, hair grows back. Like <laughs> I know. I guess he wanted to try to win next year or something, too. And oh. I was like, okay, well. He's going to every, 50, he's going to every county in Idaho. He's going <laughs> to every 44, 44 times 500. He's, you're doing pretty good. He can make that a job. <laughs> wow. That's great. I had no idea. So, what? yeah, no, it was it's quite the place. Love Rexburg. That's really the only time I've been up here. This is like my second time up here as Miss Idaho. So that was my introduction to Rexburg. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's great. You're like, wow, I'm going to stay in Soda Springs. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow, southeastern Idaho, quite the place. Yeah. I love it. What yeah. brought you here this time? So this is happening right now. And then I have another meeting tonight at 630. I'm speaking to a group of girls. Cool. So that will be fun. Good. I'm excited. Just a quick trip. You know, I so it's very interesting because sometimes you'll go on week-long trips. Sometimes it'll be like a day, three days. But every single time, there's always something that you're like, literally, if I came up here for this one event, it would have been worth it. Yeah. Like every time. And sometimes you're up there for longer. But this in and of itself, I was like, this totally made it worth it. You guys <laughs> are very, you're a wealth of knowledge, both of you. You know a lot. Well, that's nice of you. We still have a lot to learn. So how many people have been on your podcast? Um, I have a little over 70 episodes. Wow. 
So that's good. Yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, it's really cool. But, so, so another question, final advice on what you would tell people for movement, advice you'd give me, 23, um, just in general for everybody and for your listeners. Yeah. Is this me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your listeners. Um, honestly, <laughs> yes. people s- s- scare away when you say CrossFit because I think they've seen the CrossFit games on TV. So they've seen the point zero zero one percent of athletes that make it to the games. So they shy away when you say CrossFit. But the heart of CrossFit is high-intensity, functional movements that are constantly varied. So you could... Hop on Google and say, give me 20 body weight movements. And maybe it says push-ups, pull-ups, air squats, and pull-ups. And you're like, well, I can't do, did I say pull-ups? Push-ups. And pull-ups. You're like, well, I can't do a pull-up. Okay, then we jump. You do a jumping pull-up. Take all of those movements, set yourself a time domain, maybe five minutes, ten minutes, and then vary the numbers in there. So I'm going to do ten push-ups and five pull-ups or jumping pull-ups and 15 air squats and set a clock and do as many as you can. And then the next day you go take that same list, you vary it again, make it different and vary the time. So you take it from 10 minutes to seven and go again. Like it does not have to be an hour a day. It doesn't have to be complex. It can be fun. You can use your creativity to your max, whatever you would like. And you will get more fit than 99% of people on the planet. So it's um, just simple, but we make things more complex in our mind than it really is. So true. I love that. I think that's important. You know, as, so I, as going to, going to Miss America as a college athlete, which is what I'm really branding myself as, because that doesn't happen. The sports world is over here. Yeah. Uh, pageantry's over here. And so the worlds just don't usually mesh. They don't come together mm-hmm. just because it's, it's college to be a college athlete takes a lot of time. And then to step into the world of pageantry, just like your very first question that you asked was, you know, how long have you been doing this? Most people start when they're younger, mm-hmm. you know, so to do both. And yet I believe that there are so many athletes that should cross over into the pageant world and vice versa you know, as they can. And because like the reason for that mean being, you know, in pageantry, it's really important to be fit and maybe that's athletics, but maybe it's just pickleball. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you compete in. And then as an athlete, I think it's really important to learn speaking skills or for women, poise, posture, grace, all those things are really important. And you need to know both in this world, you know, to be successful, like both of you are, you both are very, very well-spoken and both very fit. So you'll live this long, prosperous life where you can talk to people forever. And that's what our world's founded on. I think that's really what will bring us joy in the end when we're 80 years old is being able to move and being able to talk to people. That's what we're going to have when we're old. So I, I just, I think that both worlds are really important and you can learn a lot in both places. So just what you're saying, I think, you know, fitness is for everybody and health is definitely for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the continuum of health to fitness, it's a continuum. It's not two separate things. It's very important to be healthy. You also need fitness, and to be fit, you would need to be healthy. It's a right. it's a continuum. Love that. Um, 
what are a couple, I don't mean to put you on the spot with questions because this is not an interview. It's a conversation, but now no. I'm going to ask you some interview <laughs> questions. Um, what are the two biggest lessons that you've learned becoming Miss Idaho and moving into Miss America? Oh, And it's question. general. Like you can take that wherever you want it. Two best lessons. I would say one fun is a choice. And in this world, just like we've talked about this whole podcast, right? In order to move, it has to be fun. As Miss Idaho, I, I love people. That's my thing. I, I could talk to people forever. I, people, my friends will call me the energizer bunny because I can go all the time. People will ask me or message me all the time. Do you ever sleep? And I, you know, for me, I just think you have to make whatever you're doing fun. Now, with that being said, does that mean everything I do is Miss Idaho is my number one favorite thing? Not always. Yeah. There are some things that's like, oh, like I'd rather be on a podcast or whatever it is. But, you know, I think that even in life, what I'm excited to take moving forward as Miss Idaho is fun as a choice. Meaning if you're doing something and you don't love it at the moment, you better make it fun. You better find a way to enjoy it. And maybe that means turning on some music. Maybe that means a 30 second dance party and then going back to it, but finding joy in, in the moment, huge. So that's, that's a big one for me. I love that. And then I would say number two is everybody has their own story and it's important to know what it is in the world we live in we categorize people and we sometimes judge others unnecessarily and the reason for it is because we simply don't know who they are and it takes a long time to really understand who somebody is and even in an hour a day a month a year you won't fully know them the only person that really understands their life is them even their husband, wife, best friend, mom, dad, whoever it is that should know them the best. They're the only ones that one that has truly lived every moment of their life. And for that reason, they are exactly who they are for a very specific reason. And I think when you are willing to, to dig deeper on the, on people or really understand where they're coming from, it completely changes your perspective. And I think that's the most important thing because as Miss Idaho, you'll meet the governor one day and the next day meets a little girl that was Down syndrome without arms. And to me, they're the same. And they, you shouldn't treat the governor any different from the little girl and you shouldn't act any differently. I think staying true to yourself and making sure you really understand people for who they are, accept them and appreciate them more importantly for who they are is something that all of us could learn from. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really neat. I love that. Yeah, I love everything you said. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was very well spoken. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. It's been so fun. You guys, you know so much. I look forward to hopefully continuing to learn more, listening to all your podcasts. <laughs> we'd, we'd love to chat more. <laughs> yeah. But congratulations. Like, that's really amazing what you're doing, where you're going. So the things that you've done, that's great good job that where you're going is where I'm really excited for. You. So. <laughs> well, thank you. And you two are both very humble. And I've always said the most important attribute of any single person is humility because 
it's really easy for sure in a position like you two are in where you're the celebrities of Rexburg, if you will. <laughs> I'm throwing this out to you podcasters that are listening. Remember these two are famous. <laughs> you know, for you two, you have so many businesses and you are super successful and have all these things going for you, yet you're willing to talk to people, <laughs> bring them on this podcast. And to me, humility is, it's really easy to feel like a celebrity. And especially when you're in a position like you two are in. So to me, taking time with the one and being present with who you're with, no matter who they are, no matter who walks into your gym, I can see that about you too. And I appreciate that. So thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Very kind. Thanks. We appreciate you. And uh, we're excited to watch January 6th, it sounds like. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm excited. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.